Welcome back. It's the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist for the Lexington Era Leader and Kentucky.com. It is Wednesday, February the 3rd, 2021, which means it's the first Wednesday in February, which means it's National Signing Day for college football. Now, that doesn't have the same meaning as it used to have uh, because of the early signing period in December. It used to be... the first signing, the first Wednesday in February was the signing day. It was the huge day uh, for college football and the freshman classes for signing uh, high school recruits uh, to be part of their class for the upcoming season. Uh, it's changed a little, but it was a big day for Kentucky football. They got a couple of uh, signees, a couple of very important and significant signees. So I thought I would talk with Josh Moore, our UK football beat writer at the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com, about those signees. We also talked about a possible quarterback transfer coming to Kentucky and we talked about Wandale Robinson about him transferring from Nebraska back to Kentucky uh, where he originally committed a couple of years ago but then went to Nebraska and now he is back in the fold at UK and what kind of impact Wandale could have on the program so let's not waste any time let's get right to it my conversation with Josh Moore of the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com on Kentucky football. Okay my guest on the podcast is friend of the pod UK football beat writer our my friend and colleague from the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com, Josh Moore. How's it going, Josh? It's what and I'm well, John. I hope everything's good with you. Uh, you know, it's it's weird to I don't know, I feel weird calling this uh signing day. Well, I was gonna bring that up. Yeah. It's signing day. You know, it used to be such a big deal. Uh, the first Wednesday in February was such a big deal. Now it's uh it's an afterthought for a lot of people, but not for Kentucky for what happened today. But go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, no, no. That's kind of what I was getting into is just it's it, it's unusual to, you know, I mean, it's technically, you know, it's, it's still, you know, there's still a little fanfare surrounding it. And, you know, the guys that wait and hold out and make the decisions or, or change decisions or whatever it might be, you know, when they come in to, to this day and do it, there's still some fanfare, but really that December period has overtaken it. It feels like, I mean, just from the, the blowout that you see from the schools on social media, not just Kentucky, but all the schools that get involved with it, you know, the, that's kind of when they do the big availabilities with coaches and stuff. I mean, it's like, we're, we're not talking to Dukes or Marrow today. They make a big deal out of the early sign period because it's a big, you know, right. you want your guys, if you can get everybody on board earlier, why wouldn't you? Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. I mean, it's all kind of revolves around that national letter of intent, you know, schedule. Right. So it'll be, you know, I wonder if they'll just someday just make that early period, the period and, and just like extend the window or something. Right. Right. For the ones who don't want to sign or not ready to sign in December, they could, uh, yeah. Instead of having another separate day, just extend it out longer or whatever uh but as you mentioned i mean it, it's usually uh, this is usually the big day but it's a lot of the thunder has been gone for a lot of schools because of the early signing in december but kentucky did get a couple of people today and a couple of significant people today so talk about who they who uh, kentucky signed today yeah i'll give i'll give kentucky credit for this and, and I, i'm sure every program could say this to some degree they they the last couple of years, they've you know, and this year included, they've they at least had one guy or two guys that they've brought in that are really exciting. Like last year, it was Mike Drennan, mm-hmm. you know, made his decision around this time. I mean, I don't know if it was exactly on signing day; it was right around it, though. And you know, and this year you have Trevin Wallace is the, you know, depending on which recruiting service you're you're looking at, is the you you 
you you suddenly have the top ranked recruit in your class. You know, it was a guy I don't think anybody was talking about until a few weeks ago. Right. And you know, previously committed to Boston College, decommitted. I'm not you know too clear what the situation, how that played out there, but you know, it it seemed like when he decommitted, there was a lot of speculation that Auburn was the was the was the you know the favorite, and then they have their staff shake up, and it's just you know it's it's a you know you know sure things are sure things until they're not, and right. you know it only takes wrinkle to 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 disrupt you know things and and if you stay on top of your relationships and and you know all these guys i'm talking to a million people every day and 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 kentucky swooped in and got the kid and i mean sounds like i I spoke with his high school coach last night um ahead of today you know just you know assuming he was going to pick uk i didn't know his coach didn't tell me um but but it sounds like a sounds like Kentucky's getting a hell of a player. Yeah. Um. Every you know every high school coach is going to bat go to bat for their guy. Um. But you 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 do it's you know not every coach will come out and say things like oh he's going to go up there and play right away. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're pretty you know coy about like well he needs to get in the weight room and and, you know, and, and that kind of stuff and and this kid you know obviously needs to get stronger and and will get stronger and do all that stuff they need to do to, to stay, you know, in a college program. But everybody you hear talk about him, you know, it, it sounds like Kentucky really did get a, a stud. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I was seeing guys, you know, saying that he, he'll be a first or second round draft pick in a couple of years, which is, I don't, I mean, Kentucky's gotten some really good players, and I don't know if I've seen that kind of fanfare around a kid. Right, coming in. Yeah. Coming in. Yeah. Yeah, he's a 6'2", 220-pound linebacker out of Jessup, Georgia. Uh, he was ranked as high as what I saw was like with number 35 overall prospect, I think, by uh, 247 Sports. I think they had him rated as number two inside linebacker. Uh, as you mentioned, kind of some factors kind of uh, came together where he ended up in Kentucky. From everything I've seen, John Summerall gets the credit for uh, for recruiting him. Is that right? Yeah, he's really, and, and Summerall just overall has really gotten, especially in these late recruitments. Because last year, Josiah Hayes was a guy that mm-hmm. one of their top-ranked linemen they brought in was a guy that he kind of swooped in late and 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 got to flip from. I believe it was Ole Miss. Um, so yeah, and, and just all over the South, the guys that are the guys that are coming in, you know, from the South that Kentucky's bringing in are, are you know Summerall's either the main guy or has a big hand in, in bringing them here. And, you know, it's cool to see, you know, a young, he's a younger coach, a guy that, you know, I hope, you know, for Kentucky's sake, you, you hope he, um, you hope you can maximize him while he's here. Cause he's, I mean, he's a name you hear a lot uh, right. as far as, you know, DC positions or, or, you know, maybe even, you know, you know, depending on the level, but going become a head coach. I mean, he just seems like a guy that, it, when he wants that opportunity, it will be there um, for him. Somebody will, will will hire him away eventually. Yeah, he's a of course a UK guy, but he's got. You mentioned about the South. He's got ties in the South because uh, of his coach down there. Uh, I know he coached at Ole Miss before he came to Kentucky. I believe he was he at Troy, I think, before he yeah, went to he Ole Miss. So he's got yeah, contacts, he's- obviously, in Alabama and Georgia and Mississippi. And, you know, you think about Kentucky and all the players that they've gotten out of Ohio, but you're right, over the last couple of years, especially, they've made uh, 
you know, many more inroads uh, into the, into the South to get some highly regarded players. And I think, obviously, as you said, John's had a lot to do with that. Oh, for sure. And, and the Ohio thing, I mean, Ohio and Kentucky, you know, especially if Kentucky keeps producing the tops of players that it's been producing uh, the last couple of years and as it looks like it's going to, you know, over the next few years here. Right. That's a good point. You know, th- that's going to be the bread and butter, but <laughs> you've got a. You know, you've got some nice desserts coming from, from the South. <laughs> and, and you need those guys. You need guys like that, not just to, you know, because that's, that's the, ultimately the teams you're trying to reach, their teams are full of those guys. Right. And, you know, just just athletes that, you know, they, they can play year-round, you know, because of the weather and just they get, you know, there's just so many opportunities because football is just so, so rich down, you know, down that direction. And you need – so you need to plant some seeds, and you need to, you know, you need to build those pathways for, you know, you know, because as you climb the ladder, you're going to need more of those guys. Right. right. And and you're never, you're never, it's not realistic to think you'll ever get them at the level of, you know, in Alabama or an LSU or or even you, you know, your Texas A&M, like you're you're even in the middle of the pack there, your Arkansas's, but you, you need to go from getting you know, one or two a year to, you know, three or four, four or five. Right. And then, you know, eventually if, you know, it's, it's you know, if you diversify and have that mix, it, you know, and, and you get, you know, you know, because you're, it's, you know, all these guys, I mean, at the end of the day, you're sort of rolling the dots with every recruit. You're just hoping right. you, you know, you win more than you lose. I mean, we've seen it, you know, there's been a few guys transfer this off season that, you know, you know, coming out of high school were highly touted prospects and guys that we thought were going to play here and, and long careers here and they just didn't work out and you know, there's a lot of reasons for that but you know at the end of the day you're just you're trying to um you know you're not going to you're not going to bat a thousand but then you're trying to you know i don't know if you can even hit 500 you're probably doing really good right uh, a lot of these kids right so. now the other guy they got is also a linebacker now he's a transfer luke fulton what do you know about him yeah luke uh you know a guy that he was you know, from what I've read, was really a guy they were excited about coming into this season. You know, from from you know he didn't play much in, in his first year. Talking about at Michigan he, State. Yeah, at Michigan State, but he he you know was a special teams guy, and that's you know a lot of linebackers, especially you know kind of you know you know get their kind of bearings going on on special teams. A lot of players, and you know he's a guy. It sounded like they were you know that he was coming into this fall. You know, in this weird year, he was a guy that, you know, some people thought might be, you know, in contention for one of the starting spots. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't ultimately ever play this season because he had a um, some legal trouble. He, he was, you know, charged with assault. Not a lot of details um, outside of that. I mean, it, it sounds like, you know, some of that stuff's been, um, you know, kind of covered up. I, mean, I say not not like a bad cover-up. Not like, like it's, right. it's, it's, but it's private. Um, yeah, because you know, like you know, student laws, right. and uh, so you know, he's from Cardinal Mooney High School. Um, I think we've heard of that. I think we've heard of Cardinal Mooney. Where have I heard of Cardinal Mooney before? <laughs> yeah, uh, just just a handful of guys on the staff uh, that uh, right hail from including Cardinal the, Mooney, including the head guy. So yeah, this is another yeah. Youngstown guy. Yeah, including the head guy and the the the, the right hand man. Uh, right. Exactly. <laughs> so. 
uh, and that you know, in, you know, Stoops uh, wasn't available today. But he did release a statement about Luke. Uh, you know, saying that he he mentioned that he knew him a long time, and that just you know makes sense. I knew he's a kid that they recruited back in the day when he was coming out of high school, and and you know I don't you know I don't know why he didn't come to Kentucky the first time around, but they I mean it's, it, you've seen that you know what's what's really interesting with the you know as a transfer portal we've talked about this a little bit before that how how huge it's going to be going forward as a tool. Right. It, it, it's it's become pretty clear that Kentucky is at least you know. To, done a good job of keeping relationships intact beyond the recruitment process. Right. Like you, know, you see, you know, with Fulton, um, with a guy like Justin Stingle, um, Wondell Robinson, obviously is probably the biggest one. Um, right. you know, a kid that, you know, literally left them at the altar almost. And, uh, you know, they, 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 you know, you know, still extended, you know, an all branch and brought him back. And, you know, and here he is, you know, probably going to be the most exciting, you know, the, at least on paper, sounds like the most exciting player in the program next year. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's, uh, and I think that's just something they'll continue to do is you, you just never know when a guy's going to you know, either miss home or, or maybe want to change of, you know, scenery. And, and again, as they change the rules, I mean, it's going to be, and, and it goes, both ways i mean kentucky's it, it kind of makes it even more important to keep your own guys happy and and to keep those relationships on campus you know going strong because i'm sure there are other staffs out there that i mean no 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 coaches would ever text other players on other teams that, that would never happen <laughs> of course not of course not <laughs> But no, you're right. I mean, I think that is a good point about uh, keeping a good relationship. And I've never heard publicly anyway, and I don't know what they say behind the scenes, but Stoops, even when he's lost, you know, I I think about Damian Harris. I think about Jed Wills. I mean, he's, he, even when he, you know, he tried really hard to get both those guys, but he wasn't able to get them. They both went to Alabama, but he spoke highly of them after they left. And I think that's a good point. It doesn't make any sense to burn bridges considering, you know, especially with the transfer rules, the way they are and the way they're, I think, are going to be uh, coming up where they're going to have the waiver. Uh, you know, they've delayed the vote, but if they're going to have the waiver where you get a one-time transfer without having to sit out. So it doesn't make any sense uh, from that perspective to rip a kid just because you don't get him. Um, you know, and I think, like you say, uh, that's helped with uh, Wondell Robinson and, and with the Dingle kid, which leads me to my next question. I mean, these to me, <clears throat> getting these two kids today – um, uh, with the the transfer with Luke Fulton, the transfer from Michigan State, uh, who's a little older kid, uh, I think so. He would be would he, he would have three years of eligibility left, or would he be, well? Would he count as four because he he didn't play? Well, he would count as four if you consider the COVID waiver. Okay, okay. Uh, which yeah, because so he didn't play, so so he'll be. I think it's interesting. UK listed him as a redshirt soft or a redshirt freshman on, yeah. you know, like what eligibility for the fall would be. So right. I think that I think that taking into account that that COVID waiver okay. because you know, and, and I mean, unless he didn't, I mean, I assume he you know stayed enrolled at Michigan State this fall and, and at least right. you know went to school. Um, but uh, you know, so I would think that. I would think that's kind of taking that into account because because if if that if he uses that he could play up to four more years. Okay. Uh, 
And then you got Trevin Wallace, who's a freshman linebacker. And then, as you mentioned, the transfer uh, dingle from Georgia Tech. I mean, linebacker was a position of need, especially with Jamin Davis deciding to go ahead and and enter into the draft. Uh, That was a position of need, don't you think, for this team? Oh, totally. They they had to they had to get some guys, you know, some 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 more bodies, and and they needed to they needed more bodies last year. Right. I mean, you know, obviously the, the unfortunate circumstances with Chris Oates, but you, I mean that's just that kind of thing you can't plan for. But you even going into the you know even with him when you were considering when you knew you had him, it sort of you know looked thin right. going into last year. So you you just stock up the the reserves. I know Dingle's interesting because he's listed as an outside backer and that's another spot where they honestly probably can use some just some other guys to, to just see what they have but i think he's a guy that if they needed to if they felt like it, his best use was as a as an inside guy i think that's something he could handle they could leave him inside <laughs> so it you know it'll be interesting to see how they play that out i mean obviously you know what you got in square it's not that you know at least you have one guy that you i mean you know what you're getting he's he's right. started to is a is a heck of a player, uh, a guy that I was, you know, I don't know enough about the, you know, we talked a little bit, like my assessment of the NFL and what guys are ready or not. Um, it's interesting that he didn't, I guess, you know, sniff around that more. It sounded like he was pretty, you know, sure of coming back, um, especially with, you know, because, I mean, it's got to be tough for him, I would think, when you're, you know, Jamin is one of your good friends and, and Oates is obviously one of your great friends and, right. and both of those guys aren't around now um right. you know that's got to be kind of tough um but you know he's clearly the leader of that part of the defense next year and and will be a guy that you know there will be a lot on him to to kind of get some guys ready to play around him honestly i mean you you you, you hope uh you know jared casey will be a guy that takes a leap right at, <clears throat> but i think though and, and mark was brimby showed some signs of of being a guy that you know he you know played hard and will be important uh, going into uh, this fall too, so you you've got some experience, but it's definitely a position where you it really needed bodies, and they've they've got them, and and especially in, you know Fulton, you know, at least it's a guy that's been around a college program, and and with Wallace sounds like a, an athlete that you know it might not matter that he's not been around. It sounds like he's a guy that might be able to come in and start knocking around some heads anyway. Yeah, can can help you. A guy could help you right away. <clears throat> um, Talking about transfers, uh, a name that has popped up here uh, recently is this Penn State quarterback, Will Levis, who has entered the transfer portal. Uh, Kentucky, there's been some speculation about that Kentucky might be one of the teams, one of the schools that he looks at. He's a kid with a strong arm. I know at Penn State, I saw a video of him, and he was like at a rifle for an arm, uh, throwing you know, quick passes. Uh, what what do we know about him? And it, I mean, is do we know for sure that Kentucky is one of the schools he's considering? Uh, so he so he started he started two games at, at Penn State. Been there for a few years, three years, I believe. Uh-huh. And you know, for him, I think the big reason he's you know, I don't think it's like he, I don't think he's like necessarily was itching to leave Penn State necessarily, but he. They had a senior who's taking advantage of that COVID waiver yeah, and decided back. That. And so it's like, okay, dude, so I, I got to wait another year to start. Right. He didn't beat this guy. You know, he, he didn't take the job. Um, 
you know, last year. So, I mean, you, you, you would assume this kid knows that he's going to come back and start again. So, you know, he's, he's wanting to get out and, and he would have, you know, the same deal as all these guys, he would have three years of eligibility because of the waiver, uh, assuming he gets that instant transfer. That's again, with the Bolton thing, you know, we're assuming all of these guys that the NCAA, NCAA is going to pass that legislation at some point right. where they're going to allow the first time transfers. So everybody, when we say this, keep that in mind because the NCAA could, not do that because it's the NCAA. Right. But, you know, talk about it forever and then not do it. Um, so you, so you have a guy, yeah, rifle for an arm, uh, you know, pretty big, you know, strong guy. He's also, I you know, considered sort of a dual threat. It sounded like, it seemed like he was more runner, um, at, at Penn state, which it's actually funny. I was looking at his stats. He's like he's tenth all time among all Penn State quarterbacks in rushing with 399 yards, which is like it's like you look at that number and it's just kind of funny because you just you don't it doesn't seem like a lot, but it's I mean you know the context you know you know whatever their history is or whatever, but uh, so he's obviously a guy that you know if if Kentucky's interested and I think you know I think they are and I would think. You know, when you look at kind of the other schools that are sort of mentioned around him, I think Kentucky would be a, an attractive destination if if he wants to compete. I don't, you know, because that's the thing. If he wants to go and start somewhere, I don't know if Kentucky. I mean, because you've got, I mean, you've got two guys on the roster for sure, right? That we know, you know, and Joey Gatewood and Bo Allen that are, you know, I don't know how you would call, categorize them, one A and one B, as far as right, you know. You know, if, if if that was just if it was them two and Scalzo going into the fall and that was it, you know, if you would put your money on one of the two. Right. I mean, I think the expectation is going as it is right now that going into the spring, Gatewood and Allen would be competing for the job. And you've got a new offensive coordinator, Liam Cohen, and that always you kind of go back to square one with those guys when you got a new offensive coordinator coming in from the outside. But yeah, that would be speculation. So. Uh, yeah, if Levis comes, or how you pronounce his name, if the kid from Penn State comes in, he would definitely have to be, he would be in the competition. Yeah, and that, and, and so what he would obviously miss out on is he's not he's not going to be coming in in the spring because he'd already be here if that was that. Right. You know, that's, that, you know, so he, he would miss that whole level of, of practice. Um, he'd come in the summer if he was to transfer and, and then be here for fall camp, obviously, and, and at that point you, you know, you have a competition and you know, the chips fall wherever they do. I mean, he's a kid. He's from Connecticut. He, I, I would guess, you know, just speculation, I would guess there's some, you know, Cohen's kind of from that. Well, he's not from that. He's actually from, like, Oregon, which is – it seems like he's from New England because he spent a lot of time there. But, he, uh, right. you know, he's been posted a lot in that area. And so I would guess he's either either got to know him through probably maybe trying to recruit him back in the day at one time or, or you know, maybe, you know, just – you know. You just you just know people. I mean, the football right. circles are small um, when you get down to it. I mean, especially, I bet in a place like Connecticut. I mean, it's just it's not like exactly a football hotbed. So right. if you got a a, right. a good quarterback who's going to Penn State. You probably have you know, you know everybody probably knows him. Right. Um, yeah, because you know, Cohen so. was offensive coordinator at Maine before he went to the Rams. So yeah, in that area, I'm sure everybody knows. Good, you know, a good quarterback prospect comes out, even if you know that he is probably a higher level, ta- higher level talent in the school where you're currently coaching. You probably still know his name. You know him something about him, right? Yeah, and you probably probably had him at a camp, or you right. talked to, 
or you know somebody that knows him. I mean, it's it's not a leap to think that there's a connection there. And, uh, you know, so that would be something I think it would be. I do think I do think Kentucky should bring in another quarterback. Um, just because, of, I mean, again, going back to the Lynn Bowden season, you, you I don't think you have too many. No, <laughs> you can't have too many quarterbacks. Can't have too many good players. You can't have too many quarterbacks. No, that's and for sure. You know, especially when you know that these guys are, 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 I mean, it's easy. It's easier for, well, I won't say it's easier for them to transfer, but they, they make it seem like it's easier for them to transfer than it is other players in some ways because, um, you know, they're, right. they're the hottest commodity. You need, a, right. you need quarterbacks right. and, and, so it, it it just makes sense to bring in a guy that you know if it's him or somebody else to to just push the other two and and to you know if, you, if he's a guy I mean I do think I don't think they would bring in a guy either that they don't think could not you know compete for the job either I mean I right. think that would be yeah. especially no sense in that offense you know it's a new offense and you're an OC and and you know just maybe you want to put your own flavor on what's there and and just see you know what it brings out of everybody and and then kind of just let things fall however they do. I mean, I don't right. I don't think there's any harm in that. Also, you've got you've got some pretty good quarterbacks in the state. Um, uh, you know, that uh, you're recruiting and you know, you're bringing in, so you know, I, with somebody who's uh, a little older, <clears throat> you know, and who won't, you know, that I think kind of figures into the equation, you know, as well. Um uh, before I let you go, though, I want to ask you about Wandale. I don't know that we have talked about Wandale. I know I've talked about it with Mark's story, but I don't know I've talked to you about it, uh, about him transferring back home from Nebraska and just what that means to the program. You follow you you are a Wandale expert. You uh, covered him in high school and followed him. Uh, how big is this for Kentucky? I think I know the answer to the question. And what kind of impact do you think he'll have on the program? Well, it's, it's massive, of course. I mean, you 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 brought a you know a kid that can really do it anything you want him to as far as receiving game and and, and just and being you know, just a gadget player. It sounds like you know I kind of speculated they might use him some in the the run game when he first kind of when we first like, like just talking about how big it was. And it sounds like that's actually something they will avoid doing from the you right. know his reasons for leaving Nebraska. Uh, he, uh, but he's a guy. I do think he's a guy that just really, when you look at what he can do, and you look at what guys in the NFL do that are his size, and 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 you know, in in offenses like the Rams. I mean, I look at. I mean, he's a running back, but I look at like a you know an Acres Cam Acres guy, and, and it's like you see, you can see kind of guy, you know, what a guy like that does, and and maybe what you know Wandale can do similarly to a guy like that um a guy and got cam Akers who cohen coached with the rams yeah so it's um i i mean to me it's the most exciting off-season development uh, i mean i mean i mean the new oc is obviously huge i mean cohen coming in is, is massive and and is the most important you know off-season development for kentucky football as far as the program as a whole but for me personally and i think for a lot of fans even the the <laughs> One day coming in is, is a lot of fun. I mean, I think that'll be, I think he'll be a, I think he'll be a fan favorite. I think he'll be, he's just a guy. I mean, he's a, you know, I think he's a, you know, got a nice personality. He's a nice kid. Um, you know, again, I can you know, go back with him a little bit as far as, you know, his recruitment um, out of Western Hills High School. And we actually, me and, uh, you know, Alex Litz, a photographer, one of our photographers, and Caitlin Stroh, who, 
no longer uh with the paper but she was you know our uh i don't know why she was at the time but she <laughs> she was like a Disney editor <laughs> right uh, she, she, she wore a lot of hats she was very right. talented uh, or is very talented still um but uh it, it, we kind of all kind of did as you know people might remember his recruitment video his, his commitment video the one time we've uh, ever done a commitment video and we, we joke about the uh Harold leader curse or a lot uh, internally uh, when we you know, put people on the front page or, you know, weird things. And I don't know, we, we extended into the era. When we put together a commitment video that he picked Kentucky. And then like three weeks later, he flipped and signed with Nebraska. So, right. <laughs> right. So, um, but you know, things, all worked out in the end, <laughs> yeah, you know, things went how they did and happened right. for whatever they did. And, and I do think, I mean, I think it'll be, you know, again, I just think he's a, He'll be a fun kid to have around and, and a fun player for for fans to watch and you know enjoy him while you can because I think if he you know, if things go the way that you know I think he and Cohen and everybody involved hopes I don't I think this would be his only year here <laughs> you know I, I, the, the idea would be, I think he wants to run till more yeah. uh, those two are, those two are boys and and then you know he's more as a guy that's going to get drafted in the first round and. Um, you know, Robinson's got a lot of work to do if he wants to do that. Right. Uh, but, right. but I do think he's a guy that can get drafted next year for sure. Right. So um, it'll be fun to see what happens. Yeah, no, it definitely will. And as anybody who watched this Kentucky offense last year knows they need playmakers, so that's another need. kind of feel like they've done two things with uh, getting the linebackers today and uh, who they got in the previous class in December. And, uh, you know, they help fill that need. And on offense, they need playmakers. And getting Wandale, that really goes along. That's a big step in that direction, that's for sure. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, and just having a guy like Wandale, sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. You, when you just, it opens up so much for other guys. I mean, right. we talked a lot last year about Josh Ali being their number one guy and, and having so much pressure on him. And that just, right. just, all you need, you just need one other guy and it suddenly trickles into the rest of the offense. Like it opens so much up for those other receivers. And I would right. think, you know, if Josh Ali's a guy, <laughs> there's probably nobody happier that Wondell Robinson showed up in Josh Ali. Right. But, no, no, that's exactly right. Because it was pretty much Josh Ali and that was it, receiver. They never really had another guy who emerged, to, as you say, to kind of take the pressure off Josh or to be the uh, be the other option uh, to help help him out in the passing game. So that should help a lot. Uh, well, Josh, before I let you go here, anything in particular that you've got coming up or anything people should look for uh, in the future uh, as we – I know we kind of have – I'll hit a little dead period now before we get to spring practice, but anything in particular? You want to pl- – yeah. this is your chance to plug whatever you want to plug. Yeah. Uh, I've got <laughs> I've got a feature. I've been piddling around on a feature for a while about okay. one of the – one of the guys who declared for the draft. I'm not going to say his name because I yeah. don't want somebody to deny me on it or, you know, okay. kind of beat me through it. I'm kind of still kind of on it a little bit, but uh, it's fun. I think I think people will enjoy it. Okay. Um, Something to look for, the, forward to. Else, uh, we talked off pod uh, or about it a little bit earlier. Something I'm doing tomorrow that I'm excited about that a lot will be coming out of um, that. Um, you know, so a little tease there. Good. Um, to uh you know trying just just looking at you know probably be doing some kind of breakdowns of where the you know maybe kentucky is like what their maybe their needs will be in the 2022 recruiting cycle i think that's something that people um 
interested in, you know, coming, you know, so, you know, that'll be something I just need to do some research on and can try to highlight for people. Outside of that, I don't have anything concrete. Um, I mean, that's I'll be plenty. That's plenty. <laughs> you never know what's going to pop up between now and then, but that's plenty for people to look for. Oh yeah. And I'm going to, you know, something I'd like to do. I try to, um, you know, just try to, you know, keep, uh, keep people informed as things, you know, happen or, you know, to, you know, touch base with more of these draft prospects, and you know, we'll have the combine. You know, like it's a little different this year. They're now they're right. like Minneapolis. It's more remote, uh, like everything else is these days. But right. uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll chronicle that as it goes, and I'm sure UK will have a pro day, and right. and uh, yeah, they'll, they'll, there's plenty to to come up, and then you know, all high school basketball stuff. I'll get roped into that, and oh, I yeah. think yeah, I love helping with it. So. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Josh is always a busy man, so be sure and check Josh out. Be sure and follow Josh on Twitter. It's Josh Moore HL, correct? Absolutely. And follow him online on Kentucky.com and in the print edition of The Herald Leader. And Josh, as always, we appreciate you being on the podcast. Uh, I appreciate you having me, John. You do a you you stay busy yourself. I, I listen to I listen to pretty much everything you put out, and it's a, it's fun. You're you're doing a great job. Well, well, thanks. Okay, well that that'll get you invited back. Okay, great. Okay, thanks, Josh. We'll talk. We'll be talking to you again soon. Oh, thanks, John. Okay, that'll do it for this edition of the John Clay Podcast. My thanks, as always, to Josh Moore for being with us. Follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Moore HL. Check out all of his work on Kentucky.com and in the print edition of the Herald Leader. You can follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. Drop me an email, jclay at herald-leader.com. Thanks to everybody who supports the podcast. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Tuned In, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio Podcasts. Leave us a rating and review. Thanks to everybody who has done that. Uh, remember, you can support our work, and we appreciate everybody who supports our work at Kentucky.com and the Herald Leader. But you, if you're a sports fan, you can get a sports-only digital subscription to Kentucky.com. You get all of our sports coverage, UK football, basketball, UK recruiting. You get our uh, columns by Mark Story and myself. You get UK high school um, wait, I'm sorry you get state high school coverage from uh, Jared Peck all for $30 for the first year go to Kentucky.com hit the subscription button check out all of our subscription offers at Kentucky.com and like I said we really do appreciate everybody who supports our work at Kentucky.com as I said I appreciate everybody who listens to the podcast who uh, who leaves the ratings and review we appreciate that as well and we've got plenty more podcasts coming up soon so be sure and check those out again thanks again for listening to the John Clay Podcast, and we'll be talking to you again soon.